Welcome to the podcast channel, Podcast My Business. And today we have Lindy from agency99design.com.au. Hi, Lindy. How are you doing? Hey, Tony. I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Look, no problem. How am I? Look, you know what? The event, we're coming on the other side of the event. So um, we all need to look forward rather than backwards. Um, so how's things going with you in relation to the business? Well, we were pretty much dead in the water for a few weeks there when um, lockdown first started, other than printing a lot of hand sanitizer labels for a couple of clients that we had. Um, because a lot of my clients are franchise retail clients and in the retail space or their pubs or, or something like that. So a lot of them had their doors closed um, and were forced into doing nothing. And a lot of other clients basically just were holding their breath waiting to see, it was the wait and see game to see what was actually going to happen, not spending any money. But we're actually just um, these last couple of weeks have onboarded a few couple of new clients and my normal clients are coming back. Some of them are sort of opening up again as well. So it'll all start to flow again um, as people get back to a little bit more normal. Mm. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you do a lot of different things. So all those businesses out there that are looking to get back and get restarted, what would they be looking for from from for from you? Well, what we can help them with is um, basically we are graphic designers and visual communicators. And while we do work with a lot of multinational franchises, like McDonald's have been a client for nearly 20 years, um, Mrs. Fields and Cookie Man for 15 years, we've worked with Michelle's Patisserie, Hire a Hubby, New Zealand Natural Ice Cream and those sorts of companies. I really do love working with startups and small businesses and helping them grow and communicate their brand through various channels and platforms. We um, do specialise in print as we have a 20-year background in, in all sorts of print, but we also design digitally. So in the digital space, helping you with your EDMs and your templates and, and all of those sorts of things. So we are a whole solutions company. And we like to work with our clients, establish long-term relationships and help them with their day-to-day -day needs as well as campaigns that might come up, you know, throughout the year, et cetera. But it's all about building that relationship. And we know their brand inside and out. We know their ethos. We know their company. And it makes it so much easier for the marketing team or the manager or whoever we liaise with to just get the job done painlessly, you know, without all the hair tearing and the frustration, where do I find this, who do I go to, what do I do next kind of thing. We, we take all that pain away. Well, looking at you know, what the suite of service that you offer, you could become a company's marketing department pretty much all of it. We, we pretty much can and that's what we do like to do is manage that for them and where the the go-to person, basically. They're not having to call half a dozen different people from half a dozen different companies to manage all their creative. So, and it means their brand is consistent. You know, I see myself as the protector of a company brand so that when it's out there in the marketplace, it is visually representing who they are, what their beliefs are, what their values are. Um, and keeping that consistent brand means their customers and their clients are not confused. You know, their brand is... Um, it's it's stable, it's easily recognisable, and it's clear messaging, basically. Mm, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot because I just thought <laughs> of it. Um, 
So what do you think of the podcast My Business Brand? Well, I haven't um, looked at it really, really closely because it wasn't something that I was expecting to, I know. to look at. <laughs> so, but I, have, I actually had your website up here uh, a minute ago. And is it still there? Might have closed it because I had too many windows open. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I, I'm just doing it just for fun. Look, there's different ways of um, getting a brand and everything done for you. Um, I use different things for different purposes and different companies for different things. But I wanted a, a simple name and a simple brand to get across the message. And those who can't see it, it's got it's actually smart. It's got a pair of headphones and a microphone, but actually looks, looks like, like a little person. person. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And when I when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's like the one with ANZ Bank. There's a name for that, isn't there? Uh, anyway, there, there probably is, but anyway. And the kid yelling or whatever, I even print out T-shirts with that. I quite like him. I'm yeah. looking at your website now. Yeah. I, I, look, I wanted something different – um, non-traditional because podcasts for businesses are a bit different, a bit non-traditional and attention grabbing because I'm just like that. Yep. I think it's great that you don't have some guy in a suit, you know. And I know it's podcast my business and it's about business owners, but I think it's refreshing that you don't have business displayed in the in the the typical way that people do. And I think you need to stand out from the crowd and you need to get through the noise these days. So thinking outside the box a little bit more, trying to be a little bit different without losing your brand message is a good thing to do. Right. So there's, again, lots of businesses and that are coming out of the lockdown and out of the event. Can you see that as an opportunity for them to start looking outside the box at their brand and being a bit more creative with it. Absolutely, they can. Um, a lot of people of businesses have already pivoted and um, have found new opportunities through COVID, but it's been a bit of a scramble for a lot of businesses as well. So as we come out, there's new opportunities that they've discovered and it might be a new product launch, it might be a new service, it might be a new way of selling. And they need to keep rolling with that and have their visuals um, and their creative and their marketing um, up to date with that as well because it may be that they haven't had time to concentrate on all of that and they've just been trying to get it done and stay afloat and keep some revenue coming in and looking at that business side of it. But a lot of these things that companies have taken on board, they'll keep running with. It's not just a Oh, we'll do this through COVID and then discard it once everything's back to normal. These are new revenue streams for people. Um, so I feel that a lot of this is going to stay there and they need to be able to market that in a different way post-COVID or post the event. Um, so it is great opportunities to then look at your overall brand and your overall marketing. What do we need to design? What marketing collateral do we need to get out there? Um, do we need different signage on our shop windows now? So, you know, they might have updated their website or because they were doing online selling or they might have been putting out a few social media posts, but they need to think bigger picture now. So now's the time to go, okay, how do we really, um, how do we really get some growth on this and give it some legs and get it out there to the masses, focus on our current climate, our client base, and really just 
not sell, 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 because customers don't want sell, sell, sell these days. They want education, they want little freebies, um, and then you can sell. So you need to intersperse it. But it's all the creative. The creative ties it all together. If you don't have the right visuals, the right messaging, um, and don't do it in the right way, then you're not going to gain customers, you're going to lose customers. And that's actually quite true. I've seen lots of coffee shops um, doing painting and maybe some sanding back of furniture and redoing the furniture and whatever. So this is a good opportunity for every business's brand to do exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a refresh. You know, lots of businesses can uh, might want to do a refresh of their brand now because they might have – a lot of businesses have got a lot of growth through COVID. So it's, you know, not all businesses struggled. Um, a lot of businesses, uh, you know, did get a lot of growth and have got new clients. But it doesn't matter whether you're in that struggle street, on Struggle Street or whether you've actually done really well. It's still a good time to actually sit back, look at your brand, look at your message how am I conveying my brand? How am I visually representing that in the marketplace? What is my customer seeing? So knowing who your avatar is, who is your customer? Where do they hang out? What do they want to see? Am I What problem am I solving for that customer? And then your creative, your design work, your marketing collateral can all be geared towards that. So if you can sit down and have a good understanding of those things, who your avatar is, where they hang out, what problem do they want me to solve, then that's a great place to start when working with a designer with regard to, you know, a brief, et cetera, on what things I want to put in place. And I love to have conversations with my clients on, look, these are all the things that we can do together. And it mightn't be that you can do them all now, but if we have some goals and we have some targets, then these are things that we can start to implement. What do I need to get out there right now? What will help my customers right now? And let's do that. And then these other things might be bigger as jobs that we work on. Let's work on those over a time, certain time period. So Fantastic. they're great conversations that you can have with your designer. Mm. And that leads us nicely. Thank you. That's a great segue. Um, I always like to ask for tips, and I did ask Lindy for a tip, and um, Connie offered to help us, me mortals, <laughs> in how we can deal or help or work with designers in a much better way? Well, I do feel that mere mortals do need some help sometimes uh, because us creative gods uh, are on Struggle Street ourselves when we don't get a good brief from our clients. So some tips on preparing a brief, whether you're hiring a graphic designer for the first time or whether you've used them before, if you're hiring a designer for the first time, then your brief should provide more background information about your company, your brand, your style, and what you do and don't like and the reasons for that. It's important that you understand your brand so that you can communicate this to your designer because the more your designer understands, the more they're going to hit the target with the design that they, they come up with for you. If you work with the, your designer on a regular basis, and that's how I work with you know, 99% of my clients, then they already have um, are familiar with your brand and your company ethos, and the brief can be solely about the job you're asking them to undertake at that time. But preparing a good brief will allow all parties to stay clear on the goal and the messaging, and it'll set the tone for the entire project. So it'll give your designer the necessary insight, background, and foundation for the effective creation of your design. And it saves a lot of time and frustration on both sides. So for an overview, um, I think a design brief should always include 
your company profile, especially if it's working with a designer for the first time, because they do need to understand your company. For any brief you give them, whether it be a flyer, a website design, you might be developing a brand or logo, you still need to know and um, communicate who your target audience is. So are you, is it aimed at millennials? Is it, you know, you're a beauty parlor, so you're looking at um, women aged between X and X, or it might be semi-retired professionals, um, that kind of thing. So who's your target audience? We also need to know who your competition is. So especially if we're developing a new brand or a website or or something like that, especially if it's a very competitive space, who are your main competitors? Because the last thing we want to do is come up with a logo concept that's very similar to, you know, your biggest competitor. We might use inadvertently use the same colours, for example. So we need to know who your competition is. And especially when we're doing marketing collateral, we want a point of difference. So we want to make sure that you stand out against your competitor. And while we're not copywriters, we we, um, engage copywriters when we need to, whether that's part of the brief that you give or not, they need to know that as well. So it's not just about the visuals and the graphics and and the colours. It's also about the copy or the content that goes into your project as well. So what is the project uh, that we're undertaking? Um, Any reference materials. So will you be providing any graphics or photography? um, You'll be providing all the content or text that goes in it. Are there partner logos that we need to include? Those kinds of things. You know, you might be a member of an association and we've got to include those logos on there. Are there any definite do's and don'ts with the colours and the design? So if there's a style guide for your company, that's perfect. That's what a style guide is for, to provide to creatives, to allow them to ensure that your brand stays on track and they use the right colours, they use the right fonts, they use the right style and tone of voice, et cetera, et cetera. That's the point of a style guide. So if you have one, perfect. If you don't, you need to give your designer a little bit of a guide in that respect um, so that any they, they can even if you've got examples of work that's been out there before so that that designer can stay on track and keep your work as consistent as possible. We also need to know what the time frame is or what deadline you have. Do you need it tomorrow or do we have, you know, three or four weeks to, to work on that, that project for you? And a list of deliverables. So is it for print? Is it digital? Is it both? Sort of what platforms is it going to be used on? Um, All those kinds of things. So they're the basic overview of what you need to give your designer. And the more information you can give, the easier it's going to be on both parties. The designer is going to have a clear understanding of what you want and just be able to get stuck into the design and they're pretty much going to hit the mark hopefully the first time. And they're not going to be coming back to you asking a lot of questions and you're thinking, oh, I thought I'd already told you that. So it allows that easy process at both sides. Certainly preparing a proper brief saves everybody time and money. Absolutely. Really important. Great. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Lindy. Okay. Um, And you are at agency99design.com.au. Correct. And people can make contact with you there. Thank you very much for your time, Tony, and thanks everyone for listening. I hope you got some tips on preparing briefs for a designer today. Great, thanks a lot. Okay, bye.